Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, that didn't go as well as I thought it would. Kind of like our transfer window. My intro didn't go as well as I thought it would. Um, And we're sitting here at five past 11. Yeah, Big Ben was off, wasn't it? Because the you know, it was five minutes off with Big Ben. So that was just really shambolic to, from, from start to finish. Um, <laughs> moving swiftly along, I have a bone to pick with every single one of you guys out there. I left at seven o'clock. And I returned at half past 10, about quarter past 10. We had no signings. Like, did any of you do anything? I'm tired. Anyway, transfer windows shut. We uh, will monitor the wires, unlikely as it always is, uh, for anything to be done. And I'm always skeptical of when a club mentions that they've signed somebody almost about four or five minutes before the the deadline that uh, that that is it um where are we i'm just seeing here whoa jesus i closed twitter for two seconds i opened it up and had 26 notifications and you still haven't signed anyone good lord um right lads what we've done today i think is functional business I know there's a lot of doom and gloom, there's a lot of negativity, and people are saying this player's shit, that player's shit, and everything like that. That's fine. You guys can think that. Would, you know, I'm not here to convince anybody either way. But for me, from a personal point of view, I think we've signed two functional players today. I think we've put height into our team. I think people are way, 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 way too down on... Like, he's as I've said before, we haven't signed Lothar Mateus, and we haven't signed Franco Baresi. And we were never going to sign massive, massive players. Uh, as in, when I say that, like we were, we were not, we weren't going to get involved in the Lucas Paquetas. We sh- we should have, but it was it, we weren't going to get involved in that later on in the in the in the window, and we weren't going to get involved in in big centre half deals. Um, I think the club believe, and they genuinely believe, 
And I think the doctors at the club and the physios at the club genuinely believe that Diego Carlos will be back before the end of the season. So I think this, I think it's been some shrewdish business. I think it's been shrewd business. We've look, we fended off. We could have if if the club was just about asset stripping and being tight for the sake of being tight at the moment, I think they would have flogged Douglas Louise for the 20 million, 25 million that Arsenal were looking for. And they wouldn't have cared about leaving a gaping hole in our midfield. Yes, we didn't we didn't get anybody in. And I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty sour that we didn't get anybody in so far. I'm going to be really relying on you guys. Going to be really relying on you guys if anything breaks on Twitter to let me know. And hopefully it can be one of those ones. Because actually, remember when Diego Carlos signed? Was it Diego Carlos? It signed that we were doing the pod. And next thing all of a sudden he signed in the middle of the pod. And I was like incredulous at like five o'clock in the afternoon or something like that whenever he signed. So I'm relying on you guys. But I think we've signed two functional players. Look, they're not sexy players by any matter of means. But at the moment, we're conceding such horrible goals. We're conceding so much ground in midfield that the two players that we've signed at least will kick people up in the air or front people up or hit fellas belt to shoulders or, you know, maybe clear the ball in the air. That'd be nice. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to have somebody who can clear the ball in the air confidently? Two gentlemen that we've brought in are, higher, are taller guys and should have the ability to clear the ball in the air. Now, the elephant in the room is What will the tactic be with them? Like what what will we see on the field? Are, are the two of them going to be pushed out wide left? <laughs> what's going to happen? Like you know, we just don't know what's going to happen there. Um, and I think all in all, look, there there might have to be a small a bit of climbing down from high horses here now, um, from management and from players. And what I mean by this is that, like. Yes, we haven't seen the likes in the Canberra. We haven't seen the likes of Morgan Sansan. We've loaned out. We've loaned out some pretty good young players over the last couple of days as well. Um, and we've loaned out you know, the likes of Ken Kessler Hayden, Louis Barry, all those beforehand. So there might be a bit of cap in hand having to go here from both players and managers because, like, genuinely, like the road goes both ways when a when a relationship breaks down. And yes, one person has got to be things together. And none of us know whether, whether Jared was a prick to any of these players or whether these players deserved it or whatever. None of us know that. None of us will know that. It's all inference at the moment. But I think there's going to have to be a bit of cap and hand towards maybe Morgan Sanson, maybe in the Canberra, um, with regards to this. Because they will count towards, I would imagine, and we'll know tomorrow or the day after, or the day after, whenever the 25-man squads are announced. We'll know whether that's happened. Um, because we're going to need to, we're going to need them to fill our twenty-five man squads at this moment in time. Um, I'm just checking, just checking here to see if anything has gone in. No, no, no. Um, so look, I suppose realistically speaking, here that the like the players that we've signed, as I've said before, they're not. I, I, we're going to take a look at them as well again just for the guys who missed it earlier on you can go back we'll take a, a, a fleeting look I went into more detail in, in specifically in Dundonker and Bednarik than I will tonight but uh, you can go back and look at the other at the other pods I did uh, for more in-depth uh, look at them but we'll look at those in a moment but I think look regardless of what we got out of the day today I can guarantee you if I was doing this doing this stream today and we had signed um, Alexander Isaac and we had signed Lucas Paqueta and we had signed Sven Botman Ironically, two of those players went to Newcastle. But if we'd signed those players on deadline day today and we still had Steven Gerrard in charge, I think we'd still have a lot of the same questions. I think we'd still I think the I think the the the, the chat would be still 
would still be saying, oh, I'm still worried about relegation because I don't know will Steven Gerrard put them out in the right in the right shape or the right tactic. I think that's a fair comment to say. Like, okay, substitute in whatever players you want. But I still think that there would be a core group of, of, of fans that still wouldn't believe that Jared would be able to get a tune out of them. And I think I kind of felt, I would potentially feel that way as well based on what we've seen start to this year. Now, the fact that we've gone out as a club and we've signed two defensive players makes me feel a small bit more easy about that because we've conceded some absolutely woefully, we've conceded some embarrassing goals, really embarrassing goals. And this is going back to, going back a year, two years. We've been conceding these pretty shocking goals, you know? And and from that point of view, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be a bit happier. Seeing an awful lot of it in the chat here as well about do we move to the double pivot? I think it's imperative. I think it's absolutely imperative now we move to the double pivot. I just think we have to. The Dunker and Kamara inside there would be a really good partnership. A really, really good partnership inside there. They really would be. And we don't need two of those pivot players. If you think about it, if any of you guys go back and you look at the Kamara video I did when he first started, he's an absolute glutton for work. As in, you can feed him as much ball as you want at 22 years of age, and he will pass it at a 90% at a 90% success rate. He is that metronomic passer. And I think, and I genuinely believe, like with himself and the Donker in there, he can maybe push maybe 10 yards further forward and be that first line of defense before people get to the Donker. And the Donker will be the guy who'll be drifting in between the two center halves while our fullbacks go forward. So from this point of view, I think that there's a potential, and don't get me wrong here, I don't know what the hell the man is going to do in the dugout. I don't think anybody knows what he's going to do. But the potential that you can see for this, he's a, it's a much better fit than Luis and Kamara moving in tandem or moving in a flat midfield tree. Or it's a much better fit, I think, than the Kamba and, and Kamara. And the reason I say that is because could you guys cast your minds back, your mind's eye back to Aston Villa versus Spurs? I'm mentally scared. I'm physically scared after it. I eviscerated um, Ezri Kanza and, and uh, our back, our, our, our midfield in general um, after that game. But can you cast your mind's eye back to that and see how Harry Kane just manhandled and just basically plunked himself in the middle of the field and we had no height to deal with him whatsoever with that straight long ball that came into him or even the ball that came diagonally towards him. And like the fact that we've got into somebody as, as tall in midfield as the dunker is it's, it's underrated. And look, tallness isn't his only is it isn't his only attribute. But look, when you try and look to see maybe potential reasons. Like I've said before, he's not Lothar Mateus. He's not, and for the younger guys that are out there, I'm going to say he's not Rodri. Okay, he's not Rodri. We know he's not Rodri. We're not expecting him. We shouldn't expect him to be like that. But he's a functional defender in the Premier League. He's a functional defensive midfielder. And he knows how to play in a double pivot because he's played there with Ruben Neves and with Moutinho and previously with Wolves. And he plays at the right on the right side of a back back three for Belgium more often than not. So when he fits into that back three, so when we are defending, if he does need to fit into the back three to make it a five, or when we're attacking, if he's the last man, if he's going to be the last midfielder back, which he will be, look at all these statistics. Let me bring up his statistics here. Let me bring up his statistics here and just see where uh, where this might fit in for us. Um, like just like if we look at his passing, his possession stats. He ain't there to be passing. He, he, he doesn't have time for passing the ball. As in, when he does, he does it at a pretty, pretty decent rate. See him there, and he's, he's in the top 21% of midfielders in Europe. 
he doesn't want to. He doesn't he doesn't long to want to be that passer of the ball. He wants to kick people up in the air. He wants to commit fouls. He wants to and the aerial dual success rate there. Um it, it's that that's based on and there's a long story behind that, but I, I would I, there's context behind the 49.4%. Uh, he's obviously better in the air than that when you actually watch him, watch him play. But look at him. He's he's blocks. He's passes blocked. He's dribble. He's very rarely dribble passed. He tackles dribblers. He's a decent amount of pressures. He's essentially what what it would be like to have a a, a defensive midfield version of of a centre half playing in defensive midfield. He's going to be a first line of defence before he can take a buffer off the two lads, two lads at the back, and that's fine. I think that's fine. I think I can see reasons for it. I'm not trying to convince anybody of the signing here. I know we've had a pretty poor window. I'm not being propagandist or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I don't have the comments open, so I don't know if anybody if anybody is using me of being a propagandist. I don't know. Um, so I'm not having a shot across anyone's bow or anything like that. But um, I'm not trying to be propaganda here, but I can see why this man was signed. And to be honest with you, the more I've had time to listen to it or, or think about it, the more I'm a bit happier because it 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 just it just gives us that opportunity to play that double pivot and to play it well because you know the having the camber in there he still gets out muscled having um Luis in, in there we've seen him get out muscled from time to time I'm not expecting this guy to to be out muscled just not and I think we need something like that like last year you I I I used to drive Paddy mad saying we should sign Oriel Romeo to sit at the base of our midfield because I wanted a guy who just didn't wasn't interested at all in ha- having passing statistics. He just wanted to get it to the nearest player, but he wanted to kick people up into the air. And someone who played well against us, and Oriel Romero used to always play well against us, just a functional blocker in the middle of midfield and, and just literally a team player, a water carrier, a team player. And that's what we've signed in the Donker. We've signed somebody who's better than Romeo and significantly younger. Um, yeah, and as I say, look, he's not... He's not a crown jewel or anything. But at the end of the season, I think we'll be speaking fondly of the Dunker and we'll be looking at him and we'll be saying, yes, you know what? Fair. He came in, he did he did a shift for us and he did it really well. And, you know, 12 million was a steal or whatever it was. I could see us saying that. I could see us saying that about him. Let me look at some of your comments. I don't know if this is going to be pretty because, uh, as I say, it's, uh, it's not been the most... Um, not a lot has happened. Uh, 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 Aubameyang signed with Chelsea lads uh, oh, uh, as well another one um, oh AVFC agent Jared you'll have the numbers in this I think I think you saw it uh, I think you said it in the Villa view I think Villa had a net spend of 39 million for a finish in and around that um, probably a bit less I can't remember what it is what it is as Chelsea's net spend Chelsea if Chelsea had signed Singari and Edson Alvarez that they were supposed to sign today or sorry, if they were to have signed um, Edson Alvarez and Zakaria, which they did sign Zakaria, albeit on loan, as they could have had, they could have, they would have been up at nearly four hundred million. I think they broke the the Real Madrid single window transfer record for amount of fees spent, and they only recouped a small amount of money. I can't remember who they who they recouped money for. Uh, Werner, I think it was something like 30, 30 million that they recouped. So they had something like a net spend of, I would say their net spend was was probably about over three hundred million. I'd say for a finish. Wild stuff, wild stuff, wild stuff, and it makes me believe that you know there's going to come a time whereby I don't know, regardless of how rich our owners are, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to sustainably compete with that. But that's a complete aside. That's a complete aside here. Anyway, 
let's have a little look. Um, sorry there guys jesus there's a ton of comments this is great okay um yeah and and, and chris when i was mentioning the net spender i'm not even sure the net spend and the, and the ambitions matter because um when you talk about net spend I, I i don't think it's a good barometer even though i just did just mention it there i think it's i think it's okay to to highlight the the chasm between clubs but um, Man City bought Erling Haaland, they bought Calvin Phillips, they bought Julian Alvarez, they bought Sergio Gomez. Of those four players, we were heavily linked with three of them over the last two years, so we couldn't get them over the line. And I think um, Man City came out of it with a plus, a positive transfer balance after the after the season. So I, I just don't... I, don't get me wrong, probably the total number spent is what we should be looking at, but the net spend I don't think is is a... I think that's something that was brought in by Liverpool to justify stuff at some stage uh, and to show that how well that their their recruitment was. I, I'm not sure it, it applies to a team like Aston Villa who needs. Um, uh, although we should have spent a lot of a lot more money than we did. I think the net spend is probably the wrong number to look at. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I could be. I could be wrong. Southampton got uh, got Coletta Car. They should just look at my video. They should look. Uh, actually, another another funny one. Zagadou is on his way to a team in Italy. I can't remember was it Inter or was it Roma. Remember Zagadou, free transfer, uh, left left sided centre half that I spoke about. John Brooks signed with uh, signed with Leon, um, signed with Benfica today. Talisu signed with Le- uh, with Leon, and I think I was there was only one other player as well. Jason Denier. I'm not sure that he signed anywhere just yet. But he was supposed to be signing with Sharjah in in Saudi Arabia, and that fell through. And then I think he was supposed to be looking at maybe going back to Belgium somewhere. Um. So sometimes when I see these players sign for other clubs, I don't feel like I wasted my time doing videos on them. Um. Where else are we? Yeah, I I kind of agree with this as well, Alex. And I don't know whether you said this before or after my impassioned plea about the Donker, but I do kind of believe that the Donker and Kamara. Would would be nice in front of a back four, but my my big thing here is will they play as a double pivot in front of that back four? And I suppose if they play in a flat midfield three, it could it could allow John McGinn to go forward a small bit more in a more central role. Um, but then again, we've got no wingers, and I wasn't too impressed with Buendia playing wide left last week or or, or last night, should I say? Um, Bailey I thought was pretty decent. Buendia he was grand, but you know I just don't think like I, I just didn't think he affected the game an awful lot. But uh, like the dunker is kind of throwing throwing it up in the air for me about I'm now expecting us to change formation and if we don't, I think the anger would be pretty pretty apparent. I think it'd be pretty apparent from a lot of people as well. But then again, we shouldn't really expect anything because we've expect we've we've expected there to be lots of changes, and uh, specifically tactically, and we haven't seen it over the last twelve months, uh, for sure. Going back to the dunker here uh, for for a second. Um, I'm showing his statistics here as a centre half. I should have showed you them as a midfielder, and this is what I wanted to show you as well. So when we look at it here, um, he just does he just does the simple things simple. You know, he does simple things simple. He doesn't commit an awful lot of lot of fouls, and uh, as I say, he kicks people up in the air, and he just loves it. Absolutely loves it, and I'm all there for that. So if we look at it here, you know, the fact that Diego uh, Diego Luis De- Douglas Luis has stayed. 
I think is is nice. I, I'm still like I still think this midfield is stale. This Aston Villa midfield is stale. It's still stale, even though we brought in the Dunker. I think we needed an injection of a fresh face in here. If Luis had gone out for 25 million and we brought in a Connor Gallagher, yes, it may not have been an exact it wouldn't actually at all have been in a like for like replacement player for player. Um but I suppose when the when the dust settles on it, look, if like Luis isn't going to be playing in the six in the pivot position, if he is playing for Aston Villa anymore, I don't think I think he's now going to be comfortably moved up into a more uh, uh, into an eight position. And we've been saying that he may, potentially that's what his best position is. So now he should go and prove it because he's not going to have the onus of defence on him. And when we look at it here, shot creating actions and things like that, he's pretty decent. That he's pretty good to pass the ball. He's had a lot more pass attempts than, than somebody like it, the Donker, than him again, than a Jacob Ramsey. And I think I think this probably frees up our players that were saying the likes of McGinn, the likes of Ramsey, that were talking about being utilized incorrectly by Steven Gerrard. If he's so inclined or understands why he's under why he's uh, not utilizing them correctly, it will allow him to push them maybe a small bit more forward or allow them to be a bit more creative in the middle of midfield because we will have hopefully it will work out in Dendonker and Camaro will be that hulking presence in the middle of midfield. Um Gaz asked here, did Louise want to go or what? I, well, it was reported he wanted to go, uh, but he wanted to leave on good terms. He didn't want to force a move as such. He would have been open to a move to, Ar- to Arsenal, but uh, Ornstein said that he didn't want to force a move and that uh, apparently it's it, it's a case whereby he accepts Aston Villa's decision. You know, he he knows he's on a free transfer anyway at the end of the season, so either Aston Villa pay him big bucks and he... He um he signs a deal or he leaves he speaks to foreign teams in in January and he can sign a pre contractual agreement or he goes on a free in um in, in at the end of the season or we sell him for five million or ten million or less or seven million or whatever in January and look I suppose the club didn't I I firmly believe the club probably would have sold him if they could get in a quality replacement but I don't think that they that they could uh, and they they didn't expect to want, have to sell him if that makes sense until the news broke last night that the likes of Arsenal, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, all these were were interested in him, and and I and I think they were looking at keeping him and adding Dendonker in, and I think Dendonker would have been our midfield um our midfield addition, and look we all know that we've been crying out for an eight and Dendonker isn't that eight, so beside that point, but I don't think they 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 would have thought about actually selling him. And it was only then when when their, when bids were coming in then that it was a case of, well, a bid has come in for you. And he's going, I'd like to explore it, but I want to leave on good terms. These things happen in football. Just because somebody has a bid, bid rejected for them doesn't mean they kick the toys out of the pram and they act all stubborn and stroppy. Um, we've seen it before. We've seen Yves Basuma didn't throw his toys out of the pram for, for Brighton last season when there was like 40 million pound bids being rejected for him. Um, you know, I, I'm... We'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Maybe we might even sign a new deal. Who knows? Who knows if the money's on the table? Um, if the money's on the table. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, did you, is that right? I didn't see this. That apparently John Percy is uh, reporting that negotiations have restarted. Well, it was more or less reported that that Douglas Louise was going to sign a new contract like a week and a half ago. Um. And it never, it was never fully announced. And I think this is, I think there was opportunistic bids came in from Arsenal, Liverpool, and Atletico Madrid when he hadn't signed the the deal. Um, so maybe he does come back to the table and he says, "Hey, listen, you know, at the end of the day, guys, maybe let's talk. Maybe throw an extra seven or eight or ten grand on top of the on top of the weekly wage. I don't know, is he worth that? At the end of the day, guys, he's he was a squad player for us. 
he was a squad rotation player for us at this moment in time, at this very moment in time. And and it was funny because I was getting ribbed by by some um, random random accounts in my DMs, and there were actually Arsenal fans saying, "You guys need to let us have Douglas Luiz. He's going to be great for us. You guys can stick to signing people's off people off Wolves bench." And I went back to him. I said. The lack of the irony here or the lack of self-awareness here is incredible considering you're signing a man off Aston Villa's bench. And uh, literally it was just radio silence. And they were like, oh man, ratio season or something they said back. And at that stage, I knew how he'd won the argument. Um, but anyway, you don't get involved with random accounts in DMs um, is what I learned today. Um. So that's Leander the Dunker. Um, and look, lads, if we, lose, if we lose him on a free, we lose him on a free. You know, um, if, we did, if we didn't have... Oh, there's a mat in my room. If we didn't have a replacement for him and we, and we sold him for 25 million, now we don't have a replacement for him, I think that's worse. I think it's worse to have a, to have a hole in the squad that we couldn't replace than it is to accept 25 million and go, oh, well, look, great business for the club. Does it... Would, would anyone disagree with that? Would anyone disagree with the fact? Like, pop it into the comments there. Does anyone disagree with with the, the, the premise of this, that we couldn't find the replacement of a suitable quality? And I'm not saying we couldn't find any replacement. I'm saying we couldn't find a replacement of a suitable quality for him. I still, to this day, I still, to this very moment in time, think that we were negotiating hard for Conor Gallagher because Chelsea went away and, and signed Zakaria. And I think we were negotiating hard for Conor Gallagher and we couldn't get it done. On loan, we couldn't get it done on a permanent, whatever the hell it was. Um, and I still hold out hope that one of these that like we're 29 minutes after the after the window, we wake up in the morning and we go, one of these deals that wasn't reported was Connor Gallagher actually signed on loan. It was a deadline day signing, and the papers were 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 received 13 seconds before Big Ben's chimes went off. We we, we see it maybe once every two transfer windows, something like that happened. Not holding my breath, but uh, I like if you if you can't get the replacement in there, it's stupid to just sell him for the twenty five million. And go, oh, we we recoup twenty five million. Grander scheme of things, twenty five million probably you know, doesn't butter any parsnips to 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 a hole in the squad. I don't think, but I could be wrong. You guys might uh, you you guys might um might think different. You guys might think different for me. Uh. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Yeah, and, and, and like AVFC, Jared, I, I know where you're coming from. I know you're really frustrated the last couple of weeks, and you've, you know, and that's fine. But like, talking about Arsenal having the last laugh, like, we didn't have, like, we signed Kamara on a free. Like, teams are going to always sign players on a free transfer. Players are going to move more often on free transfers. And um, PSG signed Sergio Ramos, the Donnarumma on a free transfer. You know, there'll be bigger clubs than us that will lose players on free transfers to bigger clubs than them. And, I, like as I say, if we could get a replacement in here, the twenty-five million would be fine. So I, I, I think, I think to just say that, oh, Arsenal have done us dirty here, or Arsenal are going to have the last laugh, or Arsenal have really kind of negotiated us around in circles. I just don't think it's true, to be honest with you, because I think from the from the from the the, the standpoint of, like, if we had a hole in our hole in our squad, we'd all still be giving out that we have a hole in our squad. So. Um, I think I think they've done the right thing if they couldn't get the replacement in, and I think that the ideal thing would be if they could have sold him for twenty five million and, and gotten in somebody like a Conor Gallagher or even better, you know, somebody that we hadn't hadn't been linked with or hadn't thought of. But uh, for the time being, yes, he I, he may go on a free end. Look, them's them's the the risks you run, um, and hopefully we we will be able to sign a replacement for him then if that is the case. So um, yeah, but like as I say, it's a. Uh, it is a frustrating time. I'm frustrated as well. But as I say, we've signed two new players, and I think that they're two players that two types of players that we needed. I haven't spoken about Jan Bednarak. I'm going to add him up to the screen to the to the stream here as well because I genuinely believe he's somebody who gets. I I I think he's going to be more once again more functional for Villa than than people will think. Um, I uh, like and once again, I'm probably thinking from my own point of view at the minute, whereby. You know, I'm I'm pretty down on Kanza. Like, I'm not going to sit here and rewrite history. The last three weeks, I've pretty much called him out in every post-match game because he's been bad. He's been bad to start the season. He's been physically, like, when I mean physically, like, and I go back to that game against Spurs again. Spurs, Harry Kane singled him out and stood on him and won every single knockdown in that game. I'm not sure that anybody is going to be able to do that as as well with with a six foot two Jan Bednarek. I'm just not, um, and and it gives me hope that we'll be able to lock down that right hand side, lock it down figuratively speaking. I'm not going to say that we're going to be rock solid down there because I still don't think that our full backs are up to the caliber of being that bomb forward, bomb back at, at, at the moment. And I think you know maybe maybe with having Bednarek on the right hand side. Ming's left side, then Donker dropping into the middle at times. Maybe it gives us a bit more balance and allows the guys to go to go wide. And and, and the reason I say that is because when you look at Benarek's uh, heat map here, and I spoke about this in the pod earlier on today uh, in more detail, like over the course of the years, Jan Benarek has had to defend out wide and has to be pulled out into those positions out wide when he's had fullbacks like Walker Peters and Varelli or Valeri, or, or I can't remember what his name is. Um, and when he's had to pull them out, uh, when they've gone forward, then being that because they've they've created the width. Southampton play that weird tactic that I've spoken about a million and one times, the Hasselhoff tactic, where they play a four-two-two-two. That's they play. They play super narrow and they play in quadrants throughout the course of the field. And what happens is the movable pieces are the two fullbacks who go forward, the Leveramentos and the the um, Kyle Walker Peters and so on. You know, whoever else they have at fullback, it escapes my mind at the moment. And they go forward, and there's crossing of the of the full of the the um, attacking midfielders, and the two midfielders further back then go wide. Does this sound familiar? Go wide to replace the fullbacks who go forward. But they stay, they stay a bit higher to create that high press. 
and the two the two center halves kind of pull wide as well. You can see it by his by his heat map here. Jan Benrak. He spends a lot of time out by the wing. And he and it's not as if he's played right back as such. So this gives me kind of hope. And I meant, and I, I apologize for this, I meant to put an overlay in a different color of what Kanza's heat map was, just to show how um more see, was there a difference with the conciseness that Kanza plays with? I know Kanza goes further up the field than Jan Bednarak does. Now Jan Bednarak isn't a speedster either, but he's gonna be a bit sturdy. Like um so you know, he brings different attributes, I think, to the team than uh than a Kanza, than even than a Chambers, even than than Chambers would do. Um, we can see here by the by the aerial map or by the radial map, should I say here, like Chambers, again, there's a reason I haven't had Chambers on this previously. His sample set is very, very small. But I put him on here just to see because, look, we're, we're at the end of the transfer window now. We might as well see where all our four centre-halves fit in. For those of you that are hard of sight, Kanza is the white line. Um, Mings is the pink line. Chambers is the red line. And Bednarak is the yellow line. So we can see that, you know, when we take out Callum Chambers' statistics, Bednarak is statistically better than every single one of our centre-halves. And he's pretty, when I say, like, he's got a pretty similar style and defensive profile as what he does as a defender, as in, like, what he what he prefers to do against blocks and stuff like that, as, a, as Tyrone Mings. And at the moment, Tyrone Mings is head and shoulders our best defender. Based on what we've seen so far this season. And with Carlos being injured. So, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see this he start on Saturday. I, I, I'd be surprised if he did. I think that Dunker could. But I'd be surprised if Bednarak started on Saturday. i very surprised. Like, you're not going to throw him in against Erling Haaland. But then again, he might. Then again, he might throw him in against Erling Haaland. Like, what's to be lost? Like, you should, you should literally go. We should be going out in the field and saying, okay, lads, look. He's going to score two, but let's not let him get three hat-tricks in a row, okay? Let that be our goal today. And that might very well be, that might very, very well be our tactic for the weekend. Just not let him get a third hat-trick in a row. Um, but I don't know whether Bednarik starts. But I'd ask you, if you could at all, and if you were interested, if you wanted to go back and see the pod I did, then I'd discuss it in more detail. Um, very functional defender. A lot of games in the Premier League, a lot of experience, doesn't need to come up to speed within the league. Like you see Southampton have signed Coletta Carr there. Coletta Carr might want to be very good over the course of the season. Villa need players who can come in and be and know the league straight away, and they've signed two. They've signed two big, bigger men in defensive positions, and, and hopefully it pays off for them. I still don't know who's going to put the ball in the back of the net, but that's a discussion probably for another day. Um, we need to stop conceding stupid goals, and you never know, we might always... Might all might score one goal from a corner directly from a corner every game throughout the course of the season. That might make things easier. So, guys, I'm gonna read a couple of your comments there, and then we're gonna call it a night at that. If you could, if you could just give us a thumbs up, I'd really appreciate it. And thank you so much. By the way, I meant to say as well, guys, I've I've put out a ton of podcasts over over the transfer window. I'm not looking for any praise or, or anything. The reason I'm saying this is that I, I, I did I almost did it on purpose because I really love doing it. The amount of podcasts I do, I'm going to have to pull back in them. I've got life is 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 getting in the way at the moment, and I'm going to have to pull back on it. 
um, uh, from the time being. So a lot of these will be few and far between, um, you know, with regards to statistical analysis, even of the players that we have. But I will try and do them as much as we can um, throughout the course of the season. We might even have to pull back one or two of the 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 post-match, pre-match stuff might have to merge together and stuff like that. But what I want to do and why I'm saying this is I really appreciate everybody for sticking with us for the whole uh, the whole um, summer. I've said it before, but it's uh, we formed a real cool community here. Uh, it was like I'm seeing all the same names in the chat and that's cool. And look, that that's that that almost gives more of a buzz to do these podcasts than, than looking and going, oh my God, we've another 4,000 or 400 subscribers this month or whatever. That's not really what it's about because it's nearly better coming here. The fact that I can come in here and now I must have a conversation with AVC agent Jared. I have a conversation with uh, with Ash Hall or Rex Colt or really random reviews or who else is there? I'm just scrolling through here. AVFC US, Jorelio Gomez, you know, you all you guys, British Mick, who isn't, uh, I haven't seen tonight, Richie, you know, all you guys come back the whole time and that's pretty cool. And I just want to say thanks a million. Before we get on to this, uh, before we go, um, before I look at any of your comments, sir, I just want to say thanks a million for that. Um, look at this. So, um, uh, I think this is a fairly fairly good comment as well. So, Snowflake says, per the question about Luis going on a free, we need to stay up more than we need twenty five million. It's not ideal, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very much um, you know, the the best of a bad lot. You know, we would have loved, I still think in, if you were to put truth serum in everybody's drink in Bodymore, I think they would have loved to have been in a position to accept the 25 million and get a re, get a replacement in. Not that Douglas Luiz is a bad player, um, because we, we know he's not a bad player. He's a, he's a Brazilian international. And, and, and like, we haven't had too many of those down the years at, at, at Villa Park. Um, and I'm waiting for a comment to say, yeah, well, Wesley was a Brazilian international while he was at Villa too, and look how that ended up. Completely different circumstance, I think, in that instance. But uh, I do think that we need the player. We need to have a player in there of that quality, and we just weren't going to get a player in there of that quality um, in time, I don't think. Um, where else are we? Uh, and, and Matthew, not not picking on you or anything, but Luis is our best player. But Jared doesn't start him. Uh, he he's not he's not our best player. Kamara is our best player. Kamara is a better midfielder. Kamara has been Kamara has been probably the best player for us at the start of the season so far. Luis is a good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but but uh, but Kamara for me is our best midfielder. And that's probably saying something considering he's 22 years of age. He came in a free transfer from, from Marseille and he's only played five games at the club and we're already saying, Jesus, if we were out Kamara for, for a game, I think things would be pretty stiff out there. Um, but it just goes to show that the midfield we have there is stale. Luis is a good player. McGinn's a good player. We're not getting tunes out of either of the two of them and we're not getting tunes out of Jacob Ramsey this year like we did last year. And I and as we say, you know, the, there is... There is there are players in there that are good, but there are players that aren't playing well. And yes, Luis came in played really well against West Ham, and I hope he continues to play at that level for the rest of the season for sure, for sure. I really do. Um, uh, um, MVFC agent Jared says Bednarak is as good as house, but not always in the treatment table. Then Duncan gives a bit of hype. It will hopefully play alongside Kamara in a four two three one rather than this horribly open four three three. I definitely agree with the second part. I'm, and as I've always said, I'm the conductor of the Courtney House fan train, and, and Bednarak is better than House. 
he 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 just is statistically when you look at it, what he's achieved in the game, he's better than Courtney House. And the reason we didn't keep Courtney House is we did him a salad. We let him go out. I I'm I'm ninety nine percent confident in that. It's been told to me by somebody that I do trust. It. Courtney House came and said, "I've had a nightmare with injuries. I don't want to be fourth choice centre half. I want to leave." and get some game time under my belt, and potentially come back to the club after that. But he needed to get his life, his career back on track at 27 years of age. And Jan Bednarak is a better defender than Courtney House. He, he, he just is. Um, by every by, by by measure of statistic and by measure of 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 uh, looking at him on the field. And also, I don't, like Courtney House, if Courtney House is Polish, I don't think he gets in the Polish, Polish back line. No, that's not him. That's not, that's an intangible because the player has to pick people for a national team. It's not picked on a statistical basis or anything like that. But um, yes, I know we could have kept House, but I like I don't think House wanted to stay. So um, I think I think it's an apples for orange comparison. I think it is. And plus, House is left footed. Benrack is right footed, so Benrack's going to come in the right hand side of defence, and it also doesn't give us that the that um, that dichotomy that. Um, that, that, that might uh, might appear, and it could still appear later on in the year when we've got if if Tyro Mings goes out and we've got only Kanza and Chambers because they're both right sided centre halves as well. So that's coming down the road too, if it ever happens. Um, da, 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 da. okay, let's see what else we have here. Um, what else do we have here? Um. Kieran Walsh says, I definitely think we have a good set of players. You look at what Potter has done. We just need really strong coaching. These signings will definitely help. I, I agree. I think these signings are, are structure players. I think they're players who will who will hold their positions uh, correctly and do... I'm not going to say we have players that don't do what they're told, but I think that they're players that will kind of see the wood from the trees from a defensive point of view and, and, and you know, I suppose be a bit more instinctual in defence. Um. But as you say, look, the, the big question here over the next however long between now and the World Cup break is going to be, does the coaching improve? Do the tactics improve? Do we see the identity? And I don't, and as I say, we could have brought in four different attacking players as well today, all big name players, and we'd still have the same question, I think. do Will these players actually bring us an identity? Um, and will we see any coaching around them? So the, the same questions r- remain. Um, but I suppose we can see that we've plugged a couple of gaps within our team. Oh, Batshuayi deal collapsed the forest. Well, in fairness, they were going to have one collapse after they signed like half the population of Liechtenstein um, over the course of the summer. Um, but I wonder, is he going to go anywhere? I wonder, will he go anywhere? Because it uh, be an interesting one. Um. Where else are we? Uh, Gaz says Stephen Jared will be sacked this weekend. I think you've done on copy and paste. I think in a couple of other couple of other podcasts I've done, you've just copied and pasted that one in there. <laughs> Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Like nine nil seems to be the scoreline that you need to you need to have against you to get sacked. So your man above in Dundee, Jack. Oh, I've completely forgotten his surname. He got uh, got sacked, and Scott Parker got sacked after a 9-0. I never want our team to lose 9-0. I never want our team to lose 1-0. So I can't ever, I, I could never, and I know you're not saying this, guys, but I could never cheer for a team to lose so our manager gets sacked. It's just, it's it's not in me to do it. And I know you're not saying that, so don't don't uh, don't think I'm saying that about you either. 
Um, where else are we? Guys, let's talk. Jack Ross, that's his name, Ed. Ed, another lad who's been here since day one. Um, Jack Ross was his name. Had a pretty decent managerial record and just never worked out for him at Dundee. I think he was only there since since June as well. Like So it's a pretty, pretty mad sacking, but he hadn't had the best record to start the season. Um, right, lads, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I meant it when I said it earlier. Thank you very much for a fantastic offseason. It's, uh, it's made it a bit of crack. I hate there not being football. I, or I said before the season started, I hate that lull where there's no football. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I'd go back three months ago again and I'd have that lull where there's no football gladly over some of the football I've seen now. But look, we move on. We get on with it. Uh, what was it that, uh, that um, Paul Lambert used to say? Um, on to the next one. What was it? What was it Paul Lambert used to say? I can't, I can't remember. Um but uh, thanks very much, lads, for a fantastic off-season. As always, we will be back with a, pre- with a pre-match for um, Man City. We do have our... Sorry, my nose is itchy. There's a moth in the room. and I don't know what it is. But um, we do have our voicemail is still open. We will be doing this. I was going to do it tonight. We'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to pre-record it. So if you want to get these in, get your voicemails in, you have until... I'm going to say you're going to have until noon... Time tomorrow, the cutoff point will be 12 noon. I will start recording. It will be a pre-recorded podcast. I'll record it at half 12 and I'll get it out then around lunchtime talking about your your uh, your voicemails. So voicemail again is speakpipe.com forward slash for the love of Paul McGrath pod. Get your voicemails in there if you so wish and we'll have a little voicemail pod. We will also come back tomorrow evening and do a preview of Man City. Um, I sorry, actually, we won't be back tomorrow evening. Sorry, with a preview of Man City. Apologies about that. I just won't have time to do it. Team sheet tantrum and post match for Man City will be on Saturday, and they will take a little bit of a, a rest and a break for a while, for a couple of days, um, without any podcast to, to try and recharge the batteries. But thanks very much, everybody. If you can give this a thumbs up, really appreciate it. Love you all. You guys have been absolutely fantastic, and I've loved every second of the off season and the transfer window, and I'm already looking forward to January already. So um, I'm going to leave you on that. Um, with a tough assignment at the weekend, we'll be back for a team sheet tantrum, and we'll be back for the for the 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 um, voicemail podcast. So thanks a million. Go to bed, stay safe, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.